everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. I oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah. Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Kelly Henderson, and you are listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. My guests this week are Allison and Jay DeMarcus. So you've probably heard Jay's name from being one-third of the group Rascal Flats, and Allison can regularly be seen as a host on CMT and has spent many years as the reigning Miss Tennessee. The couple now also has a new reality show on Netflix called DeMarcus Family Rules, and let me tell you guys, even after knowing this family for many years, I was laughing out loud watching this season. So we obviously talked a lot about the show and filming a reality show with your family, but we also talked about how they met and got together back in the day, which was a story I didn't quite expect. The couple shares how therapy has probably saved their marriage, why they won't be having any more kids, and the tricky dynamic that road life brings to families. Here's our conversation. Okay, so obviously I want to talk to you guys a lot about the show, DeMarcus Family Rules. I mean, it's new on Netflix. It's so funny. We were just talking about that, so I want to get into that later. But these are so fun for me because I feel like I have known you guys for years. And so I started doing all this research and I found all these random facts that I didn't know. So it was really fun to actually get to research you guys. Um, thank you, Kelly. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk about a couple of those because obviously, so Jay, everyone knows you as the bassist of Rascal Flats, but before you had Rascal Flats, you were in two contemporary Christian bands. So tell us a little bit about making that transition. Was it really hard to jump from the Christian world into like secular music? Secular music. You sound like a girl that's grown up in church as well. You know, I did. I did. Uh, You know what? It was, uh, I grew up in church. My mom had us in church three or four times a week, and it was uh, just a part of the fabric of my childhood. And, you know, so I was raised on Christian music, and it was just a natural evolution once I went to a Christian college, um, yeah. university. Um, my roommate and I started doing some demos, and we got a record deal our senior year, which was so weird. I moved to Nashville as a part of a Christian band. I really wanted to be a songwriter and a producer. I never thought that I'd be an artist. And I've wound up now with, you know, 
in two different bands and three different record deals. So it's been a it's been a wild ride. But I always wanted to express myself um, in more than just Christian music because I I also was raised on country music. My dad played all kinds of music, everything from R and B to rock and roll to country, and I always loved and had an affinity for country music. So when the time came for me to make the transition. And our band sort of fell apart in the, in the mid-90s, east to west is what we were called. We had a pretty good career going along, but I, it was kind of a blessing in disguise when it began to fall apart. And it uh, was a natural evolution for me to just come on over to the dark side. Again. The dark side. Welcome. <laughs> um, wait, so Gary is your second cousin? I had no idea. Yeah, he is. So that's actually- how Rascal Flats kind of started, right? You know, kind of. Uh, he was coming down every once in a while to visit me. I, I never knew he even sang until 1998. And so he came down and we would go down to the bars and he would sign up and I'd play with him. And I was like, dude, you got to move here, man. I don't know what you're doing in Columbus, Ohio, but you got to get down here and at least give it a shot. And I really was trying to, again, produce him and try to get a record deal for him and hopefully, you know, use that opportunity as a way to, you know, uh, solidify, solidify myself as a producer. Yeah, and it didn't, it didn't end up that way because he didn't play an instrument. So every time he sang, I played with him, and it just sort of became a thing. Wow. Well, I mean, you guys charted have charted forty singles and had sixteen number ones. So I would say it was probably a good decision. But I want to know what's the coolest thing. I feel like y'all have had such a long lasting career. What do you feel like is the coolest thing that you've experienced being a part of that band? You know, my favorite thing is the fact that uh, we've got such a wonderful partnership and history with the Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. In 2010, when they unveiled the Rascal Flat Surgery Center over there, it was one of the most moving things that I've ever had happen in my life and my career because I realized that it was a part of a legacy we would leave behind and that would be here long after we leave the earth. And to know that Every child that goes there to have any type of surgery goes into the Rascal Flats Surgery Center is about the greatest honor I could ever imagine. That's amazing. I didn't even know that. So you guys have a full surgery center there? We do. Take wow. that, Dirk Bentley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have that. <laughs> well, you've mentioned the producing and the songwriting, and I was reading a lot about your bio. I didn't realize that you've produced so many albums. You've produced... James Otto's album, Jody Messina, so many more. Um, so you have that, and now you've started this independent record label, Red Street Records. But is, yeah. there, is there one thing that you like more than another in the music business now that you're kind of covering all the different avenues? You know what I love is I love finding um, artists, and particularly young artists, who have the passion and the fire to work really hard and make some something of themselves because it reminds me of when I was young and hungry. Yeah. And, and I love helping them realize their dreams, I lo- whether it be through producing or signing them to my record label. But I love helping uh, new artists fulfill their vision for what they want to become. And that's really the most important and rewarding part for me is, is helping to see somebody start something from the ground up and turning it into something wonderful. Yeah. as something I love. And, you know, producing has been my passion since I first fell in love with music. And it's just... Like I was saying a few minutes ago, it's it's an irony that I ended up being an artist and didn't even really um, – this sounds horrible, but I didn't really like want to be an artist and that's not something I tried so hard to be. It just sort of happened because of a series of circumstances and I never really got to be the – you know 
have the notoriety as the producer that I always wanted to have. But now that we've slowed down a little bit, I can do more of that and, and live that out that part of my dream as well, you know? Yeah. What is it about being an artist that you didn't want? Um, having to do interviews and podcasts. Oh, and right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I get that. I mean, it's I'm rough. Totally <laughs> You know, when you when you put yourself out there and you put yourself on stage and you put your art out there, it's opened up to all kinds of scrutiny and and everybody, all the eyes of the world, and they're looking at you. Yeah. And it's just it's it's kind of a scary prospect. But when you're behind the scenes and kind of making the music in the studio, you're not quite as exposed. Mm-hmm. You know, I never really thought about the exposure. I mean, that can come with so much great stuff, but it can also, like you said, there's so much that can go wrong. So it's really scary. Yeah. Really interesting. Well, Allison, you are also in the entertainment industry in your own right. This is actually how you and I know each other way back when on CMT. I know. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, we were in a Revlon commercial together. I forgot. I was actually going to ask you before what it was because I completely forgot. And I'm so glad that you have the memory that you do. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We were totally Revlon girls one day. What was I doing? Was I like whole, teaching you makeup? I was resume on her phone. A whole yeah. resume? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm sitting here actually like scrolling through my photos right now of just old memories <laughs> of all my accomplishments. <laughs> do you do that on the daily? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I mean, that's all I do all day, every day. <laughs> so, I can share other memories with you later. Great. Can't wait. Uh-huh. So you've done CMC Hot 20. You also do the red carpet, CMC Insider. You were also Miss Tennessee. Wait, were you Miss Tennessee twice? Girl, I was Miss Tennessee and went to Miss America in 1999. And then I went to Miss USA as Miss Tennessee USA in 2002. Okay, that's what I could not figure that out because I was thinking there's no way that you can do it twice, right? Once you reign as Miss Tennessee, that's it. We'll have a tutorial later. Okay, please. And diagrams so you can understand (laughs) the difference between Miss USA and Miss America. And then I just created a new pageant system called Miss Volunteer America. Oh, wow. Okay. And, um, so we're going to have our first national pageant next year in September 2021. Amazing. Okay, well, so you're pointing out that I know not a lot about pageants. So. <laughs> That's all right. You so, know a lot about a lot, and all these pageant <laughs> girls would want you to come and do makeup tutorials for them all day, every day. Well, so. I want to know about this world, though, because I actually had I had a Miss USA on this podcast a couple, I guess this was probably six months ago now, and I was so fascinated because she's so smart. She was so well-spoken. And I think pageants get kind of a bad rap, you know, and I tried to talk to her a little bit just about the girls and the dynamics. And so I want to know more about that from you. Like, would it be something that you would recommend to your daughter? What was your experience like? Can you just talk us through a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, as far as my own daughter, I want Madeline to figure out what she loves and make her own path. She doesn't, I'm not trying to live out my dreams through her And I want her to figure out what she loves to do and be successful at those things that she loves. Of course, she makes her wear a crown every day to school. Right, naturally. It it blends in with her her ponyo that she's got in. (laughs) Um, But, you know, they do get a bad rap because there's just that stereotype, just like, you know, all Southerners are dumb or just any, any general stereotype. I mean... Sure. When you're in an environment where you're around 50 women, you're going to find a small portion of those women that are of like mind, have the same interests, 
want the same things out of life and want to encourage each other. But that's the same when you go to college. That's the same when you start a new job. You're around a large group of people and you gravitate to those few that will be really supportive and a part of your life the rest of your life. So I think it's just a microcosm of life. Yeah. And and people don't realize that in many ways they were able to, we've been able to continue to get women in more and more of a visible place because they go through this training. It's about the interview skills that you gain throughout the process and the communication skills, your presentation skills, and you're forced at a young age to really figure out what you think about certain Mm -hmm. things that you're not sitting around talking about when you're at a bar with your college friends. It's Mm -hmm. until you're in this environment that you're having to watch the news, think about how you feel on all the current event issues that are out there. So that's where it all comes from. Because my friends and I who've been through that process, we've always laughed that we were able to get jobs we were not even qualified for because we could interview well. Yeah, I mean, that's such a good point. Well, you actually even, I feel like, built a career off of those interview skills. I mean, that's what you're doing on CMT. And that's what a lot of this other stuff is that you do. Well, you know, I'd like to also just sit around and give uh, world peace soliloquies <laughs> and presentations to Jay just, you know, during quarantine. Sure. It's a highlight for him, for sure. It's been really fun. I bet you've enjoyed that. <laughs> and everywhere Jay, Jay goes, you know, there'll be some pageant queen somewhere like, oh, I met you. I'm friends with Allison. We work with, <laughs> you know, in this Texas organization or whatever. So he has to talk about pageants. A lot. <laughs> Every street man's dream. I mean, totally. Jay, what do you like more talking about pageants or doing podcast interviews? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell you, I would do this podcast with you every day. <laughs> Okay, enough said. Okay, another fun fact, Allison, is that we are both Kyos. I didn't know this about you. We're sisters. What? Sisters for a lifetime in Chi Omega? Where were you in school? I went to LSU, and so I was a Phi Gamma of Chi Omega. And where were you? Well, I went to Rhodes College in Memphis, which okay. is a small liberal arts yes, school. Yes, I know Rhodes. And we were the Kappa Beta chapter, and I was the recruitment chair my wow. junior year, and I was the president my senior year. President? Well, I was just a sisterhood chair, but I still tried to participate. <laughs> Did y'all have Hell Week? Hell Week or Rush? Hell Week. I don't think we he's had thinking, Hell he's Week. He's thinking fraternity. I know. We didn't, you, you couldn't haze. haze your sisters? No, you no, couldn't well, haze by the time I got to school. It was like illegal. Yeah. Oh, you're young. Yeah, Jay was back <laughs> in, in the Ice Age in school where people still haze. Well, you could it's still against haze. the law now. I don't um, feel like the no, girls were ever as bad as the boys with that anyway. No, I mean, certainly it happens. And I don't mean to make light of it, but I also feel like it's more about girls like giving each other gifts and like yeah. friendship than it is, than it is the that hazing. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not as exciting to talk about later, probably. But <laughs> probably not, but the stories uh-huh. probably aren't as great, but the presents were cute. Yes. You, know, you have owls all over your house? Um, I don't anymore. I have a couple. They're vintage and they're really cool. So I held on to those. But during college, for sure. And maybe even yeah, like right after college. Over. You know, I don't think I'm good. I have, a, I have a few like rare like trinkets. We yes. Have them all over our house. Well, you have to I hold on to them. I mean, they mean a lot. 
And Chase acting like I'm standing at the front door singing our old Rush songs when people come <laughs> I actually over. remember them still. We'll have to do them one day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I totally do with all the new words to memories. Yes. Yes. Memories. Oh, my gosh. People oh are like, what God. are y'all talking about? <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's get back to more general topics. But I want to talk a little bit about how you guys met because, Allison, you were a video babe, which is like a fun fact. Another thing we have in common. I did that back in the day a little bit as well. Um, so this is how you guys met just on the set of a Rascal Flatts music video. Yes. And Jay posted a picture of us because um, we dressed up as ourselves for Halloween. <laughs> like that later that same year and put our clothes back on that we wore in the video. And I like put the texturizer in my hair that would make it look wet. Wow. And, and Savannah Chrisley, whose dad is our executive producer, Todd, yeah. she, she messaged us and we were laughing so hard because one time I'm sitting there with her. She was like, I mean, I was in that video, but it's not like I'm going to like hook up with the guy in the video. I mean, who does that? And it worked out. <laughs> and I go, well, Savannah, I've been at that point. I was like, I've been married 14 years and I have two kids. And she just fell out because she's so sweet and hilarious. You're so, like, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm like, well, it's not a bad gig if it actually works if out. If it works it out. on the situation. <laughs> but the interesting thing is that, and this was a the fact that I learned that I didn't know, and Jay wrote about this in his new book, but you were actually engaged when y'all met. Yeah. Tell me she more was. about that. Now, Jay has sensationalized the story <laughs> to the point that I was like two steps from the altar, had on the gown, the church you were was three full. months out. No, I was not. It was a year and three months. So that's oh. 15 months. I and saved it, her life, Kelly. And Jay acts like literally <laughs> he walked in the church, said, I'm here, and I pivoted and ran like runaway bride. She did. She I did. mean, Jay, why don't you tell the story and then we'll hear the real story from Allison. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me explain this to you, Kel. Okay. Uh, here's what happened. I walk in, sit down beside of her, her in the makeup chair. Sure. I didn't, see, I didn't see a ring on. They made her take it off. Uh, and so before I'd gotten there, Jennifer Kemp, who was our stylist. Yes, I know Jennifer. Walks up to me and she goes, you are going to love this girl that got play, <laughs> Gary's girlfriend. She is the shit. And I was like, okay. Well, I sat down beside her and sure enough, she was very polite, obviously very beautiful. And she was awesome. So the day went on and I kept trying to find ways to hang out with her. And we had a lot of fun. And finally, toward the end of the day, she tells me that she's engaged. And I'm like, well, this is something you could have told me seven hours ago before I invested <laughs> all this time in speaking with you. Uh, anyhow, the end of the night comes and she's just about ready to be cut loose. And I go over to Robert Deaton and I'm like, I got an idea for the last shot of the video. We need to keep Allison around and have her staring at us through the chain link fence while she's on the tarmac and and we're playing the song. He was like, I love that idea. Let me go talk to her. So I worked out a way to get her to hang around until, you know, 2 or 3 a.m. Wow. That was another four or five hours. And by the end of the night, she gave me her number. So what does that tell you? That tells me yeah. there's trouble in paradise if you're going to give your number out. Okay, Kelly. So let's backtrack. Okay. Really details. <laughs> First of all, we'd broken up the night before. You and your fiance? Yes. Okay, no. see, that was left out of the article that I read, uh, for sure. Well, and again, Jay acts like literally I was in the church with a full, like, audience ready to, like, say I do. And he runs in and, like, twirls better, me around. You better tell the truth, girl. You, you and work. then, 
So let me tell you how I did give him my number. Cause Jay, I like was walking by him like about to leave and he wrote his number down on a notepad and slid it over to me. He goes, you're, you were probably trying to think of ways to ask me for this. So I'm just going to go ahead and save you and give you my number. Wow. <laughs> I had some good I mean, It's actually pretty good. I'm not going to lie because it, it produces a little bit of laughter. It kind of takes away the awkwardness. And then she has your number. I like well, it. And, and so I said, I scratched, I picked up the pen and I scratched through it and I said, My mom taught me better than that. I don't call boys, but here's my number. Dang. Okay. I like both of these things. I got accomplished what I needed to get accomplished. That's true. You got her number. He did. He got my number. He called seven times, and eventually, I went to lunch with him. So you had just I ran into you at a restaurant. A yeah, we, times. we did run into each other. You're making he, me sound like a stalker. Okay, it was not. <laughs> he called me seven times and wouldn't let up. He was waiting outside my window with a boombox, within your eyes playing. <laughs> I didn't follow restraining order. We did run into each other at the old Green Hills Grill. Oh, yeah. Hills, Hillsborough Road, the original. And um, so he, he sat down in the booth next to my mom and I, my grandmother. and On so a date. You were on a date? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. How did you guys actually end up together after all these little things? Who knows? I must have been like... <laughs> Experimenting recreationally. I called her after we left the Green Hills Grill. From your date? Yes. And I said, look, if this isn't a sign that we should at least go grab some lunch, I don't know what is. So let's just go hang out. And we met at the old Valentino's location downtown. Yes. And we met there at 1230, I think it was. And we left there at 530. Wow. So we had sat, we sat there and talked like we had known, literally, all joking aside, like we'd known each other our whole lives. And, you know, she was smitten with me. Yeah. All joking yeah, aside. Yeah. <laughs> all, all joking aside. And I didn't think when I showed up that I would have anything to talk to him about because yeah. this was like seven or eight months after I had met him. And so it was, I was like, oh my gosh, I, like, I don't know anything about music. Like, I did not grow up in the Christian music industry. I did not have any record deals. I mean, she's not a Christian. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um, so, I mean, we, all, we all have plenty of sins. No need to cast stones. So. <laughs> we'll get to Jay's later. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we did. We sat there until they started turning the tables over for dinner. So, anyway. Wow. Anyway, so, so do you so, think I mean, it? There was some time progression, even though Jay loves to just act like it was love at first sight. Just yeah. on my part, though. Of course. <laughs> and, and then it all just fell right into place. Well, I was going to say, though, is it true what they say when you know you know? Because if you guys sat and just clicked so instantly, did you have a different feeling than you did with other dating experiences? 100%. I picked her hand up at the end of the lunch, and she had her ring on her hand. And I said, that's not going to work for me. We got to do something about that. Wait, the engagement ring? Yeah. <laughs> she was wearing it eight months later? Yeah, they they were still together. Well, okay, so we have she lied. Uh, so confused. Broken. I did not break off the engagement totally. We broke up and then we're right together. Oh. And we're still, you know, it was just one of those like real tricky, like, how do you end it? We've been together four years. Kind yeah. Of, like, everything's intertwined. We're supposed to be getting married kind of thing. It took a hot minute to unravel everything, you know. I mean, it was already unraveling, 
And then it just unraveled faster and faster. And Jay Trix loves to act like I was just like jumping on the first tour bus that was driving by. (laughs) Well, what did you learn from that experience though, Allison? Just because obviously, okay, you're just talking about this breakup taking forever and it was unraveling for a long time. And then when you met Jay, it seems like it kind of just worked. What did you, what would you take away from like a dating perspective? I feel like the fairy tales do come true. Oh, <laughs> princess can find the first. <laughs> oh, that was exactly what I was about to say. I so. No, I do think that you know when you know, and I think that you have to listen to yourself when you are having doubts in a relationship, even though you're you feel like you're supposed to be moving forward with something. Because yeah. I feel like in hindsight, even though I didn't really realize it in the moment, it's like. If you're praying for a sign, if something is wrong that you need to know, you feel like you've got to be smacked in the face with it um, versus like when you are in the right relationship and you're like, I just want, I want this relationship to be blessed. So that took me hindsight to figure that out and get there. But um, she, um, there's another part of that story. So she did go and break up with the, the fella. Okay. Came back, you know, and I'm I'm kind of like, well, this is my chance. She broke up with him. She she digs me. Now we can start hanging out. And then she lays this on me. I need you to leave me alone. I've got to figure my life out. Oh, I mean, you've got to have some space, Kelly. Yeah. You never need to like run back down the aisle, even though Jay felt like it was love at first sight. Well, the end of that story is it lasted four days. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I took some time. You, you took those four days and you really found yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, really went on a uh, self-awareness journey there. Right. <laughs> Nobody knew on-site was actually open back in 2008. Right. So, wow. Uh, like, this is just for me. So. I no, do. But, I, mean, I hear that, though, that you, when it's right, know. it's just easy. Yes. And it's just going to work and you can't really fight it off, which it sounds like that's what happened in this scenario. Yeah. And you know, dating sucks. Dating sucks. Dating's hard. And it's, you know, marriage is hard. Yeah. It's not just because it's right. Doesn't mean it's easy. Yeah. There's no handbook for it, but we found a way to make it work and we've gotten pregnant both times we've had sex and it's been, wow. (laughs) It's just been awesome. Lucky. (laughs) Yeah. Every day's a holiday. Every day's like a holiday. Just like those those girls who always post on Instagram, you know, it just gets better with every year. You're like, nah, uh, uh-uh. like how many times have y'all actually filed for a divorce but then didn't go through? Right. You know, it's like, I mean, I just wish people would be more honest about it because it is hard. It, any relationship's hard. They whether all take with, work. Yeah, whether it's with your parent, your sibling, your spouse, your kids. I mean, relationships are hard. Your you bandmates. So yeah, because they're they're as married to each other as we all are with our spouses. So absolutely. Um, but all of the re- relationships are hard. So it, I always think it's crazy when people act like it's sunshine and roses. You know, I mean, Jane, I just be honest about it because anything's hard. And if it's worth it, it's going to be hard. You yeah, know? and I mean that's one of the things I really like about this show for you guys. This is a good transition into Demarcus Family Rules because the show starts with you guys doing a therapy session. Which, first of all, I could not figure out at first why Jay was talking in that voice, <laughs> and I was like, "What is he doing? What is happening?" But he was uh, the therapist was having you guys role play each other. Yeah. 
So can you, so I'm very, a big advocate for therapy. I think everyone should do it. It's just like, it's not like, it doesn't mean you're so messed up that you have to go get help. It just means like we all need to learn how to communicate better, how to be better in our relationships. Like it's just so helpful. So has it been very helpful for you guys in your relationship or communication wise? Like talk me through a little bit of that. Um, we started seeing a marriage coach about our second year into marriage. Okay. Not because, not because we had these huge problems. But we quickly realized that left to our own devices, we weren't great communicators with each other. Yeah. Um, Allison is, um, well, she doesn't talk oh. ever. So <laughs> I'm, I am real in touch with my emotions and mm-hmm. I, love to com- I love to communicate. I love to know what somebody's feeling, thinking, lay it all on me so I can sort through it and do what you, you need me to do and let me fix whatever I'm doing wrong. And getting information from her is like trying to get gold out of Fort Knox. Wait, it's, is this for real? This is y'all's dynamic? This is really for real. Yeah, that's I've the opposite our, of what most people say. Yes, that's exactly right. We've been told by our counselor several times that I'm the typical female in the yeah. relationship and she's the dude. Okay, very And that's not emasculating at all. <laughs> um, in any way. I'm sure. However... Uh, you know, she wants to blame it on the fact that I'm an artist and I'm mm-hmm. in touch with my emotions and wear my heart on my sleeve. And I just chalk it up to being a human being with actual feelings and thoughts right. that need to express. So Jay, Jay is an exceptional communicator because he sits down and writes songs about his feelings and emotions, whether they're his originally or organically or the so- other songwriter in the rooms or not. I mean, it's one of those things where... He's used to verbalizing his feelings, sure. and I was not. And I, I am the typical male where it's like, uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, like, I'm better. I'm loyal. I'm in it, but like, I just, I don't have to sit around and talk about it. And that drives Jay crazy. But if we were both overly emoting, we would never get out of the house. We'd hold each other crying every <laughs> night before we fell asleep. So, I mean, so it works because you got to have somebody. You have to have the balance, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's what it is. Well, I think the key word there is balance. Uh, <laughs> somebody has to give a little bit on the other side. So what the marriage coach has done for us has helped us, you know, force us to talk and to communicate and to be in a room and uh, give us a skill set that helps us when we're dealing with something that, that's difficult. You know, yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. It has done wonders for us because I'm not sure this is honest. I, I'm not sure we would have made it if we didn't have a little bit of help along the way. Because you I don't know how to resolve conflict yeah. and still love each other, especially when you're coming from two totally different perspectives. You're never actually going to a- agree on some things. And so you got to figure out how to agree to disagree and love your way through it too without bitterness and being able to let go of the past. That's something that we both had to work on was we can't still fight about stuff that happened five years ago. Okay. Like talk about that. And then like, we can't keep bringing that up every time there's another conflict. Like let's heal those wounds so we can move on. We also had to cure Allison of, um, apologizing like this well i'm sorry you feel that way <laughs> i saw this in the show i died yeah. that's a, that's 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 real life communication yeah like the coach will go allison can you apologize today yes i am sorry that he's an asshole <laughs> well, you're supposed to use your i statement so i was using them i mean <laughs> it's 
a little bit of a twist on that, but <laughs> I was I was like working my own path. That's, I, that's what I was supposed to do. I feel like you're stupid, and <laughs> I. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys being open about it, just because I think it is just exactly like what y'all are saying. We're too totally different people can be in a relationship and we all just see things from our own perspective. So if you don't have a third party, that's not emotionally attached, kind of talking through what that can look like from a different angle. I just don't know how we get it. Like I've had this in other relationships too. And it's just been so helpful to have someone else kind of interject with, well, this is actually what they mean. Cause it's just not so emotionally fueled. That's exactly right. And you know, what's amazing about that to me, is people can talk to me now about their marriages and I can analyze it so quickly and easily now and know exactly what they mean when they say this on both sides of the coin, but have no ability to do it in my own relationship. Yeah. <laughs> God, why there, is that? I feel that too. I, I'm, I'm serious. I can go, well, here's what he's saying and here's what you yes. need to hear her saying when she says this. And then I go back and sit in the chair in front of our coach and I go, I don't know a thing about what I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> It's just so different when you're in it. Yeah, it is. And it's good. You do. You just have to have that outside perspective because everybody has their moments where you put a wall up about something for some reason. And mm -hmm. you've got to have somebody that's not the other person say, okay, like you've got to, you got to move past this. You've got, we got to work through this. How are we going to work through this? Right. Take the egos out and just work on it together. That's like And that's good for her. <laughs> um, just for me because yeah. neither Jane nor I love to be right about this I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> so what does it look like now that you guys are filming a reality TV show together how's that going you know um, it's it was really fun to be honest I had some um, reservations about it obviously uh, like what you know, putting, well just putting our kids down there and, yeah and, exposing them to any kind of, you know, people are idiots and they're so brave behind keyboards nowadays. And it was um, a lot for us to think about before we made the decision to finally do it. But I did discover that having something to do with my family and I've, I've lived m most of my adult life on the road with Gary and Jono. And so right. being a creative environment with my family and my wife and my kids was so much fun to do something different. If that makes sense, yeah, it makes totally sense. It was just kind of liberating, and um, and we had a great time. And I love the memories that we made because now they'll live forever on Netflix. Even if we don't get a second season, right? I'll still be able to go back and watch my kids and remember the the fun that we had filming that show together. Allison, how's it been for you? Was it a big adjustment, or were you kind of just ready for it? Were you excited about it? Um. I was more excited long before it started, like when we were talking about it. And then when it came down to it, I got really nervous. Yeah. And I think it's just like that maternal instinct that kicks in with your kids. And, um, but I knew they were funny and I, I knew that they would enjoy the process because they've been on Crystal Knows Best several times and had tons of fun. And I mean, our son is Jay's child through and through. I have and that as a question. Do people tell you that all the time? <laughs> yes. He's a wonderful kid. <laughs> but, well, he's hilarious. I mean, they both are, actually. They're both very funny. But when I'm watching Dylan, I'm like, it's a small version of Jay. It's crazy. I mean, it's, it's really difficult to parent him. So, 
Um, so that part of me was really, really nervous. And I had the additional um, load of my mom who was nervous and my sister who was trepidatious and they have not typically been on camera ever in their lives. Right. While they've done great things with their lives, it hasn't necessarily been in front of other people. So that dynamic was there and our other friends. And so that was a lot to kind of maneuver on the outset, but was really fun because we were all able to be together and pre-COVID we were all running in a million different directions. And so you just get short moments of that. Um, whereas we were able to actually be together and it was really fun. And little did we know then a few months later, we would always be together yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and couldn't get away from each other. I think everybody who was single and a friend of mine was longing for other people during quarantine and the spring, especially. And then everybody who was married was like, get me away. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. It's a totally interesting dynamic to be stuck in a house with everyone. Yes, um, it totally is. But I was telling you guys before, I feel like your family is made for reality TV, which I actually did really mean as a compliment, but it's, y'all have this timing with each other. It is it, is it like that all the time where y'all are just feeding off of each other with the one-liners? If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off, and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. That, that's life with Jay. Is it? 
And I feel like we, what the good and the bad about us is that we diffuse conflict with humor, both yeah. of us do. Yeah. And so that's just how we talk. I mean, our kids. That's how we roll. That's how you roll. <laughs> um, you know, it's just. It, I don't know. I've always tried to find the humor in everything, and it's a little annoying sometimes, I'm sure, to people around it. But, you know, a lot of people just know me from playing bass on stage, but I'm actually a funny motherfucker. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad for people to be able to finally see what I've known my whole sure. life. Sure. For people to get to really experience you. I feel You're like. Like. Yeah. Yeah. They've known his whole life. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so the, anyway, yeah, the kids are even, I mean, they're so funny in their little interviews. I just die laughing because they have the same kind of comedic timing as y'all do. And how old are they? 10 and seven or something. Madeline, uh, that was her birthday. So she turned nine. Oh, she's nine. Okay. And then Dylan was seven. He just now turned eight. So. Oh my gosh. So what's funny is I've read all these comments on Facebook and Instagram going, it's obviously scripted. They're telling the kids what to say. And I'm like, Y'all don't have a clue. Yeah. You can't, you can't tell kids what to say or and let alone expect them to have any kind of sense of timing unless it's naturally there. That, so that's what I always try to explain to people about reality TV. It's like you set up the scenario like, oh, we are going to go to dinner with so and so. But everything that's said is actually really happening. Like that's the timing of all that. I think that's why I appreciate watching you guys so much, because I'm, I was laughing out loud multiple times. And I was like, wow, like, how did they just play off each other like this? It's actually a lot harder than people would think. It is. I think that that's the key, too, is that we've been trying to tell everybody, no, we really aren't doing anything scripted. Of course, we talk about what we're going to do in the scene. Right. Otherwise, it would not be compelling television to watch. So we're trying to make something interesting, but you've got to be funny and you've got to keep the scene moving along. And it's hard work to do. Yeah, it's, it's definitely different than what I think people think. Also, though, you have you guys have all these characters in your life. Like, are is you have Amy, your sister, Allison, your mom, Chris. Um, and then also Amy is married to James Otto, which was something I didn't know. And then yeah. Mickey and Paige, like, are these people, are they actually just being themselves? Because they're all hilarious. Mickey is the only person I know that can string Jay's name out into seven syllables. <laughs> we met him 15 years ago. We were at a dinner party and we were just sitting there around the table and like the first, the, like an appetizer came, then a salad came. And then by the time the entree came, Jay like threw his fork down. And he goes, I need to go meet whoever is cooking this food right yeah. now. So we like grabbed our drinks, went in the kitchen, met Mickey and did not leave the kitchen the rest of the time. We just hung out with him and started laughing because he's hilarious. And he's from Clarksville originally. And um, he is hysterical and like he's really a part of our family. I mean, he's he cooks meals for us, you know, just randomly all the time. And then like our, all of our major things like Christmas and helps me with Thanksgiving and all of our kids parties. And, you know, he's just really he's truly a part of our lives. Yeah, he was very entertaining to me. Paige as well. She's a little firecracker. She is a total firecracker. And she is clearly from West Tennessee, close to where I'm from. <laughs> and so she and I work on pageants together. And I became friends with Chris through pageants. But, you know, just like with her, I mean, my relationship extends much further than 
those few events, even though we work on those things together, yeah, they're truly friends and we don't just always talk about that. So, um, so he is truly a part of my family. I mean, my mom feels like she's his second mother. And so he's got a great relationship with my mom and uh, a good relationship with my sister and me. So he, he's a good like bridge between all of us too, which is, I mean, those are truly their roles in our lives. You know, Jay, how do you feel about Allison's family being around so much? Next question. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've gotten used to it. It's uh, luckily I I don't mind being around them. Yeah. Um, I was very dear friends with her father, Robert. We were really, really good pals. Like we played a lot of golf together and hung out and, and had a lot of things in common. So I really enjoyed being around her folks and her sister, Amy is, Precious and James Otto and I have been friends for years. Were you so, guys friends before you got with Allison? I met him uh, at an industry event before okay. we ended up together. But you know, it's since we both do the same thing, it's kind of nice to um, to have that in the family to, to have somebody to relate to. But they're they're sweet, sweet people, so it doesn't bother me now. If I if there were people I didn't like to be around, it'd be a whole other yeah, situation. But Kelly, I don't, I mean, like most girls from the South, like. You marry somebody who will fit into your family too. That's exactly you know, that can right. be around your family. Like I could have never married someone who then took me out of my family and displaced me and we had our own life and right. didn't intermingle with my family all the time. That was just It's just a huge part, part of it. That was a part of the deal and you know, that just kind of was a thing and Jay naturally fit in with my family and they my mom will take up for Jay when we're upset about something at each other. My mom will take his side and it's really actually upsetting. Because she knows who's right. <laughs> and so that's really upsetting. My sister, even if she thinks I'm wrong, she'll she'll at least like put up the facade that she supports me. Yeah. But, my mom, <laughs> but my mom will just like totally throw in the towel and be like, Yeah, he is so precious. Do not don't get <laughs> I'm like Mom, I'm your daughter. You have got to take up for me. Well, it, it is, is a so little hard, hard though because they know you so well. It's like it's like all the people that know you so well and have lived with you your entire life. So of course <laughs> they all know every in and out of how you operate. Yes. So it's um. So uh, I guess to answer the question totally though, uh, Jay's just he knew what was going to happen. You know, I mean, he knew the drill before we married, and luckily yeah. he was he was okay with it. Even though, I mean, everybody has their moment where you want to run screaming from extended family. That's oh, why sure. holidays don't last that long. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the tour bus wasn't a good two. idea. <laughs> you just wait till season two. We're going to delve into my family in Ohio. Oh. Really see the show from the line. Cannot wait. Well, I love oh, that you guys address um, the road life because I do feel like, you know, I'm kind of behind the scenes too. So I see this dynamic so much and. I don't think that if you fully understand that life, um, I think it gets glamorized a lot and people focus on the really fun parts of it. And obviously that's a huge part of it, but you openly talk about the dynamic of like, Allison, you're at home kind of running the show. And then Jay comes back in, you say he expects a welcome wagon and Jay, you also talk about it from your perspective of like, you almost feel like you have to get to know your family again. So I want to talk about that dynamic. How have you guys found some balance in that? Well, we haven't. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Good answer. (laughs) Truth. Okay. I like it. uh, It is hard though. I mean, it's it's, like for any couple that one person or both people travel, 
you got to figure each other out when you get back. You know, it looks so glamorous on Instagram because, you know, Jay's on stage with the lights and the, you know, fan blowing. Right. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> you make me sound so like Celine Dion. I was, I was going to say Beyonce, but Celine Dion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you, are all, you are almost. My heart will. See, like, you're almost the same person, basically. That's exactly what I was thinking. But he's got, you know, they're only showing the, like, fabulous moments when they're really sitting in a parking lot until 8 p.m. to go to work in a, like, random venue, sitting on the bus, still watching the Golf Channel, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you know, I don't, I I think when Allison said, I expect a welcome wagon, (laughs) <laughs> it, I, that's a little overstated. I just expect people to be home, maybe, okay. when I get them off the road instead of out running errands and random things. Um, that has been a little bit of an issue. And uh, Jay does not come home to an empty house well, Kelly. Yeah. It's hard. After you've been out, you know, busting your tail and working hard for your family and away from them hundreds of miles away, and you come home, it's like, I'm home. Hello. <laughs> there. Hello. Anybody around <laughs> here, never mind. I'll just go down here and be with myself again, like I've been on the bus for the past four days. Yeah. <laughs> but that's hard because Jay's grown up. I mean, he's been on the road since he was, what, 17 years old sure. and around people constantly. And there's always somebody around, there's always somebody willing to like hang out, watch a football game with you go, you know, have a drink with you, whatever it is. But I mean, that's not real life. You right. know? I mean, we're busy. And so it's really hard because he goes from like that really social environment. So I think that's hard to all of a sudden come into the the stone cold house. That's like empty because we're at three soccer games. Or you'd want to hope that your wife was waiting for you to come back <laughs> home because she had missed you so much. Sure. We could also view it like that as well, we, just right. as an alternative point of view. Or we could view it as what a wonderful, involved mother she is who oh. wants to be with her children and support them during their See, extracurricular Kelly, activities. you're going to send this right well, back. Well, I was just going to say this sounds like a topic for therapy, guys. But <laughs> Don't worry. We have dissected this one every way possible for 15 years. So I don't know if there's a resolution, but we we worked through it at least. Oh. Where there's a, a good way to come to it or all I miss you on. so much I'm not coming back until 7 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> well I do appreciate you guys getting honest about that though because I just think that it's easy to look especially at a very successful music career and just all the the smoke and glitter and all the stuff we were talking about and you don't really see the ins and outs of what it takes to make a family work in that dynamic. So it's been, it's really Nobody's cool on the show. taking ugly pictures for Instagram. No. They're taking the photos with the, you know, extra effects and everything else. So sure. it's, it's always glamorized. Well, have you guys resolved the issue of having another child? <laughs> um, we're not. Okay. So that one, that one's out. <laughs> we, uh, she shut that down pretty immediately. Yeah. I always that. wanted a bigger family. Um, but I, I mean, I'm old, Kelly. I I, mean, I know what my limits are. Yeah. And and plus, Kelly, we'd have to get naked, and she won't do that she, without yeah, low Yeah, she didn't seem that into it two times. I mean, that's tough for a marriage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and also, I've just been sitting around eating during quarantine. So, Probably I mean, all, yeah. 
you would think like, oh gosh, I'll be home. So all I'll do is like eat really healthy meal prep and like work out and actually did none of that. Yeah. <laughs> so getting pregnant's not the top of your list. It's really not. Mm-mm. Well, you mentioned some fertility struggles with that too, which I've also had my bout with that. So was that a really big part of your decision-making process was just like the struggle of what that, the toll it takes on your body. I guess people don't really know that either. Yeah, if they haven't gone through it, then they they don't understand the extreme highs and lows that yeah. you, I'm sure, have experienced and the difficulty and the disappointment. And You know what happened with us, though? Mm-hmm. As soon as Allison got to her breaking point, she came in and said, I can't do this anymore. I'm not going to take these fertility drugs. Yeah. We're not going to go back to the in vitro classes. And as soon as we quit all that, she was pregnant a month later. See, I always wonder how much distress play into what's happening in our bodies with all that. Stuff. I mean, you feel like you're failing a test every time yes. you go and you're not pregnant. Yes. And it's a lot of pressure to put on you. And it's also a lot of pressure to put on a guy yeah. to go into some cold room to come out with a uh, sample yeah. and <laughs> to some <laughs> random woman across the desk. Right. That's so difficult. We're so sorry for you. Without, <laughs> I'm just saying, without dated porn, it's hard. Yeah. yeah it's definitely so not sorry. the way that anybody imagines it going, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's definitely feel so bad for the guy. His hormones are being jacked up and jacked down. And then, you know, they all make you gain weight. So then you're like, oh, I can't fit in any of my clothes. Right. And you feel terrible and you do. You feel like, why is this not happening? Are we not supposed to have kids? Yep. You know, you go through all those emotions. It's really hard. And It is. Um, and then everywhere you look, too, I, I don't know how you felt, but I always felt like everybody I ever met was getting pregnant. Oh, when yeah. I was trying to get pregnant, I was invited to more baby showers than I've ever been invited to in my whole life during that time. And you were genuinely thrilled for your friends because nobody wants your friend or your family member to go through the hell you're going through but at the same time it's like good grief like how are people getting knocked up behind the football stadium on a Friday night and I mean we're like want to bring a child into a loving stable home like what is happening or quasi stable who knows (laughs) definition No, I felt those exact emotions. I mean, I still do because it's like, it seems so something that seems so easy for other people when you're having such a hard time with it, as happy as you want to be for them. I think it's just such a mixed emotions deal. Like it's, it's really difficult as a human being to not take your own experiences into account when you're just like supporting your friend. I think it's really difficult. Yeah, it is. Even though you are genuinely happy for them, it's still hard because you are, you're right. You're we're all human, and of course, we're disappointed about our situation, exactly. even if you're happy for somebody else. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I appreciated you guys just getting honest about a lot of those hard topics and also making it entertaining in the meantime. So you guys go oh, check out you. the show. It's called DeMarcus Family Rules. It's out on Netflix now. The last question, I mean, this might be the most important question that I've asked today, but Allison, what is in a spray tan? Oh, <laughs> I made this drink up years ago. It's diet, sun-kissed, and vodka. And oh. I had somebody ask me what the recipe was. I was like, well, it depends on if you've got to be up at 6.30 the next morning or 9.30. You pour that much vodka in, <laughs> you add diet, sun-kissed to it, and then call it a day. And um, my friend Jason Owen, years ago, he started calling it a spray tan because it's orange, of course. Yes. And so we always laugh. Now, I do carry... Diet sun kiss cans in my handbag when we go to a restaurant. Oh, and wow. Like, if I go to friends' houses, I always. She's classy. 
It's <laughs> very classy. I just I could not way. tell. I mean, the, the color is a bright orange and you drink it, it out of a wine glass, it looks like. I mean, just that one time. I mean, it, I'll drink it out of anything. Oh, okay. I mean, it could be a mug. It could be a shot glass. Yeah. It's classy. Color. I mean, classy with a K right here. So. Classy with a K. <laughs> Um, Diet Sun Kiss. Okay, I'm going to have to look into this cocktail. Um, Jay, what is your drink of choice? Oh, I think you've seen me drink my drink of choice. (laughs) That's uh, Grey Goose Vodka and Club Soda. Okay, yes. No fruit. No fruit. Keep it clean, you know. I I, I so wish we were at the hotel right now, out there at the bar, and we could all sit together and have a drink. Oh, at Sunset Marquee? Yeah, the sunset oh my gosh, I, that was I, we so all took fun. it for granted. I mean, I took it so for granted. I know, it's gosh, that yeah. I mean, just the simple things, you know, going to work in another city sounds so amazing right now. I can't wait. Uh, doesn't it though? Yeah. Even though when we were in the middle of it, it was like, oh my gosh, I have to pack my suitcase. Oh yeah, and drudge back to the airport. It seemed like the worst thing because I was so tired all the time, missing oh, my yeah. people back home, and now I'm like, take me. Let's go. <laughs> it's just, and I feel so silly now because I remember sitting out there going, we've got to be over there at 830 in the morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Perspective, yes, you know? this is 100% giving me a lot of perspective. Makes you really I mean, grateful. Yeah, it does. I mean, even when I drop my kids off at school, I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I mean, this may not last forever. They may send them all home tomorrow, yep. but I'm going to be there going today. Yes, exactly. Because I'm, I'm about ready to drop kick one of them out of the window. <laughs> I mean, if we had to homeschool anymore, I've been, I was homeschooling with my boyfriend's kids last was that I guess you call it semester. I, I don't know that we would have survived as humans. Like it was not good for right. anybody. It's not. And the kids need to be around people. I mean, obviously I think people need to be safe, but I mean, they need that outlet. They yeah. need the socialization because I already worry about their, that generation being so dependent upon technology and their devices. So when that's the only way that they can communicate with friends is through FaceTime and texting, it's like, I mean, this is not good. Do you no. worry about your too, being so what dependent on Jay wants to know if I feel that way about myself and I'm worried about myself. <laughs> no, I'm not. Do because you? I was like, no, sending out SOS messages and FaceTime drinking with my friends. <laughs> You're finding hours. ways to interact. I mean, I literally heard a friend of mine say she was doing a virtual happy hour like in March yeah. of this year. And I was like, that is so stupid. Literally the next week, I'm like, who wants to do a virtual cocktail hour with me? I'm ready for happy hour. Hey, whatever it takes to survive. We were doing it almost every day there for a minute. (laughs) I know. So were we. I mean, I would like have friends who were like literally crouched in a closet with a glass of wine and FaceTiming with everybody. The only only thing that scared me, Kelly, was I started drinking earlier and earlier. We did too. (laughs) Happy hour kept getting earlier and earlier. I was like, oh, wait, it's lunchtime. Wait, this is bad. Yeah, I know. Jay was like, "Can I start drinking yet?" And I was like, "Only if you I mix know. it with Bloody Mary mix." Yeah. Then I feel like it's okay, but you can't cross over the soda for like three or four. Oh my god, it's so true. Transitioning back into real life for that reason was a little bit tricky there for a while, but yeah. you adjust. For, for, it's still a little touch and go. I'm gonna be really honest. <laughs> You if need to get back out on the road. Like we were, we're in the wrong business, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, amen to that. Um, so we have the show. What else can we look out for from you guys in the next couple months or just the next year? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> well, what does the Rascal Flats have coming up? 
we don't have much of anything coming up. Yeah. We got nominated today for Vocal Group of the Year, which was nice. Congrats. It's, That's awesome for the CMAs. Yeah, it's been 37 years since we've been nominated, so it was great to oh, see. Oh, wow. That, but how many years has it been? <laughs> Courtney's sitting here. 37. I was going to say, I don't think I'm that's kidding. right. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally kidding. Uh, uh, and so we're, work, we're working on some things right now in the studio that nice. um, we're going we're gonna to put out later on uh, this year that I'm excited about. But as far as touring goes, it's kind of up in the air. No one yeah. knows what in the world that's going to look like. So hopefully... We'll be shooting season two of DeMarcus Family Rules here in a few months. That would be exciting. Allison, yeah. what are you working on? I am working on keeping my children in school. Amen. And working on Miss Volunteer America, the first national pageant that will be September 1st through 4th in 2021. I mean, mm-hmm. you hope. And if <laughs> the world's back. As long yes. as, as, long as COVID will go away. Yes. Please you got a year. I feel good about your chances. Okay, thank you. I mean, mm-hmm. I do some days, and then other days I'm like, oh, this is it never going to happen. You cycle you catch, you know? It's yeah. Like, okay, everybody's positive today. Oh, everybody's negative. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so, you know, we're just trying to make it, and we have no social life, and it's really kind of sad. I know. I'm ready for that to come back, too. Me, too. I, I think we all definitely, though, took it for granted, and now it's like, oh, I would love to go to an event or to a dinner with people. Whereas before I'd be like, Oh, I have to put on mascara. Yep. Like, go. I'll go anywhere. I don't find reasons to put on mascara. Exactly. 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 Well, DeMarcus family rules, as we said, is out now on Netflix. Allison and Jay, thank you guys so much for doing this. It was so fun to talk to you. And I'm so happy to learn all these fun facts about you guys. It was really very insightful for me. <laughs> so thank you so much. We Good to talk it. to you. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretza's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss. Literally, choose your temp, select your ounces, push start, and you're done. Works with virtually all formulas and bottles. Say goodbye to the 3 a.m. feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary stress-free solution. Raising a baby is hard enough. Let Baby Bretza make feeding a breeze. Get your Formula Pro Advanced at babybretza.com.